everybody. What is up? This is Rebecca Yusan with EXP Realty, and I am so excited about my guest that I get to interview today. She is amazing. Her name is Erica West, and she's with Keller Williams, and she has the best story. <laughs> Um, and I'm not sure if that's why I fell in love with her or just because she's just like always smiling, always enjoying life, um, always glass half full girl. Um, and I just love those kind of people. So, you know, she's my girl. I'm taking her. <laughs> so we're interviewing her today and she's going to tell us all about her story and um, how she got to where she is now, which is really exciting. I can't wait for you to hear that. So anyway, let's get started. Erica, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Everything that you just said about me, I could like mirror back to you. So I'm excited just to be sitting here and talking to you and learning about you too. So oh, well, the games begin. Like attracts like, and I've yes. definitely been working on that. So mm-hmm. perfect. Okay. Yeah. So let's get started then. Okay. My first question for you is how long have you been a licensed realtor mm-hmm. and in the industry? Okay. Okay. Good question. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I got my license in February of 2020. So I get my license. I'm all excited. I'm running around. I'm woohoo. I'm signing with Keller Williams. March of 2020, the world ends, and you can't leave your house for six months, basically. So, um, <laughs> I, I got into the before that, I was not really like in the industry. Um, my, am I echoing? No, you're perfect. I thought I heard myself. Okay, so my dad's an investor, and I've always watched him do like fix and flips. He's had an apartment complex since I was young. I would go like break leaves with him. And you know, like he just really showed me what real estate investing was all about. So after I graduated out of college um, with a psychology and family studies degree, I realized if I wanted to do anything um, profound, I was gonna have to go back and get my master's degree. And I was in so much debt, to be honest with you, that I was like, I don't want to go back to school yet. I don't even know if I want to do this. And and so my honestly, my my mom bought my dad a Groupon to get his license <laughs> and he never used it. So my mom was like, here, here's a Groupon. Go get your real estate license. It was very willy-nilly. It was, it, yeah, I had no idea what to expect. Um, and then just kind of took off from there. I love that. And I love that you use the word profound. That's mm-hmm. a big word to me. So, yeah. yeah. So you were kind of born into it, um, but didn't know that that was the path you were going to take. So right. that's even more exciting. And I think that's it for a lot of people. They have no idea that they want to be in real estate. Everyone wants right. to be a doctor or a teacher, but never a realtor. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm so glad you found us. Yeah. So <laughs> I want to hear the story because you serve two markets. Mm-hmm. Please tell me about the markets that you serve. Where mm-hmm. are they? Yep. So I grew up in Southeast uh, Michigan. 
So Metro Detroit suburbs area. So that's where I first got my license um, in March of 2020. I, I did fairly well. I didn't have my first sale for about eight months. I would say my first sale was in September. Yep. Um, and then I ended up that year closing nine. So that was really cool. That's From awesome. September, I like, I was so excited about it. I got rookie of the year. Like it was the coolest thing ever. And then, oh. um, last year, my first full year in the business in Michigan again, um, yep. and I just hammered out as much as I could. And I ended up doing, um, volume t- about 10 million just over with 36 units. What and the heck? I, I didn't even have a TC. I was just like cranking it. I mean, whatever, pedal to the metal. It, it's just so crazy when you understand you are capable of doing anything in this business. Like there's no ceiling, there's there's no, there's no cap. Like you can make as much money as you want, help as many people as you want. You can grow as much as you want, as, as much as you're willing to. And so I just stepped into every every podcast, every Audible book, every um, like realtor community, and just like took advantage of everything I possibly could. I sucked it all in. And if you tell me what to do, I will do it. So I'm just I took from everyone I possibly could and just kept hustling and hustling until I until I really realized I love real estate. I love what I do. No shame on Michigan but I don't love where I live. I wasn't thriving in my environment, you know? And uh-huh. I'm a very activities-based person, lifestyle person, vibrant, warmth. Like it wasn't it wasn't coinciding with me and who I was and who, who I was as a person. Um, and I've always been unbelievably attracted to Southern California. I've been all over the States and there's nothing like it to me. It feels like home. It's my area. It's my place. I thrive when I'm there and I'm sad when I leave. And I said, you know what? I did this thing in Michigan, not even knowing hardly what a mortgage was when I got my license. I swear swear to God. I was like, I'm going to get my license in California and I'm going to live my dream. That's what I'm going to do. There's non-negotiable. So I just got out here less than a month ago. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I mean, that is huge. You're really still a baby in the industry and you picked up and you moved clear across the country. I think all by yourself. Yeah. Or no. All by boyfriend. yourself. Yeah. What? With a boyfriend. But okay. Yeah. Your boyfriend. <laughs> in a business that's completely 100% commission, you stepped out in faith because you said, I want to love where I live because right. I understand how important it is to, oh, um, to have that feeling to your environment is everything. Right. And well, you just said, I'm out. My thought was real estate's a lifestyle, right? Like you just yes. grow into it. it. It's your everyday. It's all encompassing. It's who you are. You can't escape it. It's not a nine to five. It's a 24 seven. And I was like, I should love where I live because I work, how I live, how I breathe. Everything's engulfed in real estate. And, you know, in Michigan, like six to eight months out of the year, it's just kind of cold, rainy. And it's just, it's not, I don't know. And I figured 
if I kept where I was at, at the pace I was going, I was never going to leave. And I was yep. going to be there forever. And that was, um, I was more scared of staying in the same place and complacent in the place I grew up and never leaving the town that I grew up in than I was to do something completely wild. Yeah. So here I am. And I'm still running my business in Michigan. I'm still like running like a crazy woman in San Diego, in Michigan. I have two uh, agents under me right now uh-huh. providing, you know, showings or dropping off lock boxes. Anything I can't be physically present for. I have trusted allies that bring the same energy, treat my clients the way they should, know what they're doing, have my back. So I'm I'm still in both areas. You know, I'm in both areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because you chose the right brokerage, you get to do that. You It taught you how to set your business up to run whether yeah. you're there or not. Oh, yeah. And, I, I you, wouldn't, and not that we need to get into brokerages or not, but the, the education that I got at Keller Williams and the way that they brought me on as an agent, it just paid dividends. I mean, I yeah. needed so much training and education and they really provided that for me and still do you know it's an ever-growing business I'm you know I'm still learning every day oh oh yeah when you stop learning in this business you can pretty much just retire yeah you stop growing (laughs) yes yes and you clearly have a mindset of abundance because you have two agents back in Michigan that you're allowing and trust to run things when you're not there and you've taught them how to have that abundance mindset. And if you work together, you all, you all can do even more. Right. Right. <sighs> right. Make sure I take care of them too. And they take care of my clients and it make it worth their while. And we have a great relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been working. It. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell me, so you kind of told us a little bit about that first year in the business. What do you remember what your favorite thing that happened? Okay. So yes. Yes. Okay. I have a good story actually. Okay. So for one, first year was tons of growing pains, anxiety. It was really hard. Um, <laughs> I'm sure anyone, anyone with a real estate license that has, has started to, you know, do well can understand it was just, it's just us. Yep. But my favorite story is I was doing an open house for another agent. That's really how I grew my business my first year. Um, and doing an open house at a lakefront property and in walks a couple, super nice, and just got to know them really well and, and created a relationship with them. And I remember I got their name, I got their number, and I was so... Okay, I, I went to the office the next day to follow up on Monday. I was so nervous to call them. I was so nervous to follow up with everyone. They were my last call of the day. And I was like, I'll just do it tomorrow. And then I was like, you know what? No, like I had someone in my head that was like, just call them today. Come on, do it, whatever. So I call them. Turns out they didn't want that house. And they wanted to look at this other house that was a million dollars, which in Michigan is like, yes, that's like as good as it gets in Michigan. Yes. Went and looked at the house and they bought it with me as their agent. So first Get out. was my third sale and it was like the biggest sale I had ever made with a very high end client. And I was like 22, I think. Or, yeah. And I, I was like, I, I couldn't believe, you know, that I was able to basically sell a luxury home with my first couple months into the business with someone that I just met at an open house, just doing the right thing. 
I was like, it works. Oh my gosh, this works. I can't believe it. So it's all about, you know, for you, it's all about building relationships, getting out there, talking to people, just being you and the business will come to that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just like being a servant to them, you know, what do you need? What can I do for you? What are you looking for? What's your timeline? How can I help you? What's, what's your all encompassing situation and how can I be the best realtor for you? What are you looking for? What do you need in an agent? Like really treating this like a business. Yeah, absolutely. And when you and I met, we were at a convention in, was it in Orlando? Yeah, I think it was. Yes. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yep, it was. And we met in a class about generating leads. Yep. (laughs) Isn't that like, that's the number one thing agents always, brand new agents are like, Rebecca, I just need to know how to get some leads. And if you can figure that out quickly, you'll do great. And you did. You figured it out quick. Well, I realized, because someone said to me, um, generating business never takes precedence over doing business. Like you yep. can't get a lead and then just keep working with that person and forget that you need to, you need to generate leads for five months from now or six months from now or two months from now, you need to eat now and then, and then, and then. So it's like <laughs> when someone finally told me that and I got this idea, like, okay, I got one, but I need to keep going. It, it really like, I don't know, that just stuck with me. So lead gen and lead follow, like that's always been something that's extremely important. Good, okay. So as you were getting started, I think everyone has a vision in their head of what it's gonna be like. Yeah. Was that what you experienced? What, what did you think it was gonna be? No, what's funny is I had zero expectation, but it's funny hearing other people's expectation of it. Like, oh, make my own hours. I show pretty houses. I get the, you know, like I can just go get my nails done in the middle of a day on a Wednesday. Like it's, it's hilarious hearing what other people think it's like. And oh, you get paid all this money and all you do is like list a house. It's, it's hilarious. Now, um, I had no expectation. I had no idea what I was doing. I was getting my license because my parents had a group on. I mean, I really had no idea what to expect. But when I was in a class and I realized, you know, people were throwing out numbers of how much you could make a year, like it was nothing. And I was like, wait a minute, you can make a hundred thousand. Like what? Like I was, because I was going to school for something where I was making a certain amount. And I thought that that was good. And so what I was enlightened about was like this mystery of like, oh, how can you make this money? Like, how do you do this? And like, at first I was drawn to like the money, the success. And then I eventually started to tie it in with what I even went to school for, which was psychology and family studies and working with people and, you know, dealing with people and with houses. It's like, you're dealing with their most intimate, like place, it's their home, it's who they are. And you're dealing with divorce or death or moving or, and you're dealing with all these things and it's so related to what I went to school for. And that's when I started to really fall in love with it. I was like, okay, this is, this is working with people, making money, putting it together, personal growth. Like it's multifaceted. I just, that's why I love it so much. It totally is. Yep. We are counselors 101. Oh yeah. <laughs> and oh, sometimes yeah. we have to counsel our own selves to get us going. Oh, yeah. Like we can... <laughs> Right, but, in the morning, but, like, yeah. I but we're addicted. 
Yes. Okay. So when you first started, did you have to make any changes to your lifestyle or your living situation to make this career work? So what's funny is I was one of the lucky ones. I had just graduated. So I had just gotten home from school. So I was able to live with my parents for Uh. the time being. I was like, just trying to figure out, do I want to rent something? Like, how am I going to move out of state? Am I going to live with friends? Like, I had no idea what I was doing when I got my license. It was not, <laughs> it was not like, I'm going to be a realtor and this is going to be my career and this is how this is going to play out. It was like, oh, I just graduated. I don't want to go back to school. Maybe I can help my dad flip some houses. Like it was, <laughs> so I was really lucky, honestly. Like I, you know, I didn't have to pay rent, right? Like I, I was able to use what I had saved I worked at school and I waitressed part time and I was able to kind of use what I saved. And and that's really why I was grinding. I was like, I got to make something of this. And then when I got that first check, I was like, all right, I can do this, you know, this. but I did have to change. Like I, I wasn't going on trips with my friends. I wasn't spending money going out to, like, cause I, I was spending money, you know, getting my signs and paying my realtor dues and doing all these things at first. And I was just like, oh my gosh, there's so much money going out and nothing coming in. It's just really stressful at first. It is stressful. Yes. And if you can fight through that, you know, you can make it through anything. Right. Yeah. So one thing I always tell new agents is you, when you're first getting started, and even if you've been in it for a while, you don't know what you don't know. You have no no clue. You've never done it. Things are going to happen. You might have the best of intentions, but it's totally wrong. Yeah. So was there any, did you do anything ever since being licensed that after you did it, you were like questioning your judgment as a I would question. say a newer agent or any agent always deals with the dilemma of being a buyer and listing like uh being a dual agent yeah because you think it's great oh like double the commission double the, you know you get one transaction done double the side helping two people at once and it's one deal and it, it's easier faster whatever and so, you know, you list a house and you get tempted with doing that. I, I don't do that anymore. I just don't, I, I don't think it serves your clients well. You have to be able to represent your client to the fullest extent. And if you're representing both sides and you have that, you have that, um, what is it? Like temptation of, oh, I'm going to earn this dollar amount you're not looking out for your people. It, it like, it, you get, it gets jaded. And I, I did experience something like that. However, it, it was, it was kind of okay because there wasn't like an infection involved and like, it was kind of okay. Like I didn't actually get into a sticky situation, but okay. I, I can understand how it can be. And I've heard bad stories and I've heard oh, how yeah. it's really sticky. Um, because you, you just can't have an ulterior motive. You have to represent your client even when it's it's hard. So sometimes if I have a buyer come to me directly to write an offer, I'll grab another agent in my office and you know, yeah. just have someone represent them or tell them that it's probably best if they have an agent representing them. Yeah, I think that's really good advice because in the end, you always have to be certain that you've done what was best for your client, period. And you are not, you don't get any say in that. It's all about them, so. Right, and even if your client says it's okay, they might not understand that, no, I'm representing both of you. And I just, 
don't nope. think that's ever, it's never a win-win. Nope, it's not. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So did you ever, have you done anything to date that was wrong, but you didn't know it was wrong until you got caught? Yes. So I, I didn't get caught per se, but what I did was when I was calling for sale by owners, I was, I had staged it like I had a buyer. You know, sometimes I feel like everyone has done that in their career, yep. right? Like, oh, yep. yeah, I might have a buyer. Like, let me come see it. And I didn't realize that you're like, you are not allowed to do, I don't know if it's a Michigan thing or if it's, I don't know, statewide, but um, I remember we were talking about it at an accountability class that my brokerage was doing or whatever. And they were like, you cannot do that. You cannot, I, I hate to say the word lying because you might have a buyer or you, I'm sure you could find someone or whatever it is, but you can't tell someone I have a buyer. Let me come look at your house and, and waste someone's time and kind of blatantly lie to them and try to get in and try to get the listing. It's just dirty. It's if yeah. you're trying to get it for sale by owner, you're going after a listing appointment. You're not trying to tell them you're going to bring a buyer and lie to them and try to, you know, get them under. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. For me, I, I didn't get caught doing anything wrong, but I remember sulking a little in my seat saying I did. I've done that before. Yeah. And we're all guilty of doing stupid things like that. But the right. is you, you realized a better way. And that's all yeah. that matters. Right. And you're and you're not wasting so much of your time when you're telling them, I'm coming over to like for a listing appointment or to, to talk to you about potentially listing. Whereas if you say I might have a buyer, it's just, it could be such a waste of your time. Yeah. And it just kind of puts that yucky karma out there that you already are not telling the full truth up front. Yeah. <laughs> it just is a bad way to start a relationship. Right. And like, how do you maneuver from I have a buyer to like all of a sudden, oh, now why don't I list your house? Like this imaginary buyer doesn't want to buy it or whatever. Yeah. It's awkward. I it agree. Is. <laughs> it is. So over the last two years, like, I've been in this industry for 20 years and I, I say it's like manic depressant. One day you're like, yes, I'm going to rule the world. And then in five minutes, you're like, I, I can't do this. I, I need to go get a yeah. full-time job like normal oh, people. Yeah. Has there ever been a time that you just wanted to quit? Oh, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still think, you know, every once in a while you're still like, Gosh, it would be so much easier just to have, and I say easier, and I use that term loosely, but it would be easier to have a nine to five where when you're done, you're done. Yep. Five o'clock, you go to the gym, you come home and eat, you watch a movie. Like, of course, I'm romanticizing it. It's probably not like that at all. But yeah, all the time. Um, yeah. But you just learn to like have faith that like, okay, I'm doing the right things. I'm lead generating. I'm taking care of my people. I'm following up. Like the business will come. And that was what was so hard when I first started was you run around, you talk to all these people, you lead generate, you do open houses. And sometimes nothing happens for months or weeks. Yep. I mean, weeks, months, whatever it is. It could be months. <laughs> it could be months. Yeah. It could be months. You know, and I, I've been kicking some butt this year, but in February I had no sales. I mean, but the rest was, was doing really well, but that's hard. That's hard, but you have to know I've been doing the right things. I've been making, you know, I've been making my calls. I've been helping my people. If I take care of my people, they'll send me referrals, you know, and it, it will come. 
but it is hard and I've thought about quitting for sure because you think it's going to be easier. Yeah. But it's not, it's just a different type of hard. Yeah. You know, I, I totally agree. I couldn't let, even though our clients are like our boss, I couldn't allow a company to be my boss and tell me you only get a 30 minute lunchtime. No. Right. Right. (laughs) But what's funny is I guarantee you, you know, maybe not now where you're at, but are eating lunch and doing real estate at the same time. You can give yourself the break. That's the thing is (laughs) it's like funny because it's like, oh, you're your own boss. So you can tell yourself to never stop, you know, sometimes it just never ends. But yeah, I agree. I agree. That's, that's, um, yes. I did eat my lunch today in this actual spot in front of my laptop because I was like, I got to get this done. Right. (laughs) Right. At the same time. Right. But but I don't care. It's fine. I love it. But you, yeah, exactly. It's a lifestyle and you love it. You just learn to love it and deal with it. You do. It it definitely, it gets in you. So yeah, it would be hard to give up. So So tell me, I mean, you've had this huge life change with your move. Tell me what your typical day is like. Yeah. Typical week. Yeah. So I am like a firm believer when the day, when the morning, like if, if, if you get your first, okay. So I had a very regimented routine in Michigan. That's now changed a little bit because of these calls and clubhouses and stuff that I'm on religiously every day are now one of them starts at 4.30 a.m. here. Oh. You know, so it used to start at 7.30. So my mornings have shifted quite a bit. I love that question though. Um, So I wake up, I do do like 4.30, 4.45 to get on this call because it's so important to me. Um, it's the pivot shift call with James Shaw. I don't know if you've heard of it, but you should look oh. into it because it's amazing. It's a free call every morning. It's pivot shift. You can find it on Facebook. Um, and it's from Eastern standard time. It's starts at seven 30 in the morning with like a pre-show. Everyone talks, gets to know each other. It's realtors all over the country. And then at 8am we do bit like we talk about, um, something specific that's going on in real estate, or we read a, an excerpt out of the shift book by Gary Keller. And then, you know, dive into it and delve into it and talk more about real estate, the state of the market, what we're doing, lead gen- I mean, all of the above. And okay. it's been, that call is so important to me that I do wake up at 4.30, 4.45 to get on it. Yeah. I love so it. So it's a, it's super important to me. Um, and then right after I go to script practice. So I do script practice every day. It's, if you're a new agent or any agent, it, it doesn't matter who you are. Any script agent. Script practice is everything. And I, I don't even call it scripts anymore. I just call it real estate conversations. You got to know how to have real estate conversations with people doesn't need to be some script that you're reading off of. It it needs to be, how do I help um, get someone through something or handle an objection that maybe is is not what they, people don't always say what they mean. You know what I mean? And so it's like digging deeper, asking questions and knowing what to say um, and having conversations with people, intelligent conversations with people about real estate. So script practicing is extremely important to me. So I do that every day and then I get my mind right. I, I, I make a smoothie and meditate, journal, whatever it is for about a half hour, just kind of get my day together in about a half hour, 45 minutes, and then um, get my 
I have my calls ready and then make my calls, do my lead gen. So um, I lead generate now in Michigan for about an hour every day. And then now that I'm in a new market, so this might be useful for someone that's brand new or new to a new market. Um, mm -hmm. Have you heard of meetup.com? No. Okay, it's amazing. So I'm making notes as you're talking. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. And any new agent or any agent that wants to meet more people should definitely download the app and get on the website. And so what it is, is it'll just tell you about local meetups that are going on. Um, oh, meetup, yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. Okay, so you do know. Okay. Yep. So um, I joined like a yoga meetup, women's empowerment meetup, a walking meetup, hiking meetup trivia night meetup. I mean, anything you can think of to meet more people. And that's my lead gen in growing my database here because I don't, I don't have friends, family, database, people I've known for, you know, 20 years here. I don't, I'm new. Yeah. I'm learning everything about the areas. I'm learning the people. I'm building my database. I'm meeting people and putting them into my, into my system and following up and staying in touch with them. So that's yeah. what my days kind of look like now. They were different before it was lead yep. done for two to three hours a day, negotiating contracts, going on appointments, calling my clients and dealing with the day to day. I always say like after 12, it's like willy nilly. It's whatever the day needs from me. But before that, yep. it's a very regimented routine. Yeah. And I would say being involved in those meetups is right where you need to be because oh, yeah. you just have that personality and where you are there's probably so many new people that also want friends yeah <laughs> and yet exactly. are looking for housing so that's genius yeah yeah it's a very transient uh city so you do get a lot of people that really want to have meaningful relationships too so it's really cool yep. yeah love that mm -hmm. that's how so, i got my first two clients too so so you already have clients then? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my! You know goodness. I'm pedal to the metal. I have to. I got something to prove over here. I love it. Well, I mean, when I watch your social media, I it feels like you're doing a ton of business. Like you can just feel that something is happening that's very big over there. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's been, you know, I've even been a little bit more quiet on social media lately, just with the transition and figuring out how am I going to announce this to my people? How are people going to be comfortable with me servicing two states? Like you know, really coming up with like this image and the brand and how is this going to look and, and how am I going to help my people in both states and really come across this like a, a, a competent realtor in both areas. So it's been something I'm learning, growing, working on every day. Yeah, I think yeah. you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So if you were to go back to Erica when she first passed her real estate test and yeah. is newly licensed, what piece of advice would you give her knowing what you know now? Oh my gosh, I would say one, stop trying to know it all because you're not <laughs> gonna learn until you do it. There's, you just can't. I remember when I first started, I was like, I need to learn every single orifice of this contract, this purchase agreement. Well, you need a buyer first, okay? So, <laughs> you know, you can sit down with your broker and go over all this once you have clients. The biggest thing is getting clients. And I remember being so nervous about announcing it to people. Like, I don't know. It, it, it's just like, join, be proud of it, be loud about it, 
call your people, check in with your people. And I would probably tell myself personally, because I did so well with Fizbo's last year, was just go with Fizbo's because there are people that are literally raising their hands saying, I want to sell my house. I'm ready to sell my house. They're a lead right there in front of you. Business that you want right in your backyard. Call yeah. them. They're not scary. Some of them might hang up on you and be rude, but that's okay. I you mean, what is work with them anyway? <laughs> that's okay. That's fine. Yeah. You're getting stronger. You're getting better at rejection. I had a huge fear of rejection when I first started in this business. It was painful, right? Oh yeah. But I don't. Somehow that just dissipates the more you're rejected. <laughs> you're like, all right, well, where's the next one? You know? And yeah. Because you I, realize it really is a numbers game. You don't need everyone. You just need a couple. Yeah. 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 And I guess just trust, trust that if you're doing the right things, you might not see something for, for months. You know, you, I remember running around. I remember coming home, crying to my boyfriend saying, I'm doing everything. And I have no paycheck at the end of the week. It was so hard for me to get a grip around this idea that I will not have a paycheck every single week because that's what you're groomed for your whole life, right? Like even my first job was at McDonald's, right? It, you just, you get paid every week or every month yep. and it yep. comes in and you do your work and it comes in. And so I was doing work and nothing was coming in and it, it felt like I was wasting time and it's not. I would tell myself, you're not wasting your time. Keep going, keep pushing, go harder. Don't even doubt yourself. Like it's, it's just a process. Trust yep. the process. Keep going with it. That's really good advice for brand new Erica. Yeah. <laughs> I got to retell that to myself in this new market. Yeah. Oh, well, and then that brings me to my last question. There, well, here where I am and also where I am in Michigan, yep. there is a change. So what is your best advice to a new agent or a frustrated yeah. agent on how to deal with what's happening right now? Right, the shift. So I have an answer that no one wants to hear, but you're going to have to work harder for the same oh. outcome. <laughs> um, no one wants to hear that instead of, you know, 10, 15 calls, you're going to have to make 20, 25 calls. Your follow-up's gonna have to be aggressive. You have to work on your scripts because lead conversion is more important than it ever has been before. So if you get a lead, don't let it go. Like that is very important now because you're not gonna get leads from everywhere. The interest rates aren't extremely low and the and houses aren't flying off the market in two days. Mm-hmm. So leads are very important. Conversions are important. Your conversations are important and helping people understand perspective about the market. The rates are good. The rates are good. Why are agents scaring people (laughs) saying that the market's going down, the rates are going up, that those aren't the conversations. You know, if someone asked me, Erica, how's the market? Great. Why do you ask? That's it. Great. Why do you ask? There's always a reason it's good. Yeah. You know, whatever it may be right now, it's still a good seller's market in most markets. You know, right now the, the buyers, okay. The rates might not be fantastic, but you can negotiate now. You don't have to put an appraisal guarantee in your offer now, potentially, depending on your market. You don't have to pay a million dollars over asking. <laughs> yeah. And what if we can get the seller to pay down your rate? I mean, it's just like educate people, 
convert your leads and practice on your scripts. All the basics, just mm -hmm. harder. Just more a little time, bit. More energy. <laughs> Unfortunately, yep. we just need to work harder. And mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be a skill-based market. Agents are going to drop off. There's going to be agents that you saw last year that aren't here anymore in a year. Yeah. So you'll mm -hmm. get more market share. Congrats. Yeah. Well, when I started back in 2012, I got my license and everything was either a foreclosure or a short sale. And that was painful because people didn't have jobs or money, but now people have jobs and money. So even though there is a change happening, people still have resources to buy homes. And we're learning just as Americans in general on how to invest in yeah. real and how the return is so good totally at some point so even if we see a little drop in values it comes back and comes back even more right in dividends right yeah i i've, I've always been um a, a huge advocate of the investment side just from my background right of the investment side of real estate yeah. and financial freedom and growth and how you can use real estate to become financially free. I mean, it's it's really this this existential like it's amazing, and it's yep. it's so it's so hard for people to understand that it's it's really it's not complicated. It's very simple, but yep. it, I don't know. I love the idea of building wealth through real estate. That's what I gets totally me excited. Agree. Good. Well, you're in the right place to do that for sure. So. <laughs> Well, this has been such a treat for me Yeah, know you fun. even more. Like we both said, we feel like we know each other so well because we um, stalk each other on social media. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's okay. That. That's what we want. We love those social media stalkers, right? Totally. totally. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Stalker all day. Tell your yes. So yeah. I am so excited to watch your career unfold. I hope you continue to share with us. And maybe in a few months, we can come back and do a pulse yeah. check and see where we're at. And you yeah. can share more of your exciting stories. Yeah, I would love that. This has been super fun. Thanks for having me on. Yay. All right. Well, with that, you go sell some big, expensive homes out there in California. I will. And, and we will be here cheering you on. Thank you. Thank you.